Hey everyone, it's good to be back. I hope everyone is doing well. I am going to bring some points to you today um, as clearly as I can. But uh, I would just like to start with um, a phrase I feel like God has given me for kind of uh, some clarity um, starting starting out here about perspectives, okay? So thing, things are a little rough right now. <laughs> Would people agree? I mean, my perspective is that, you know, the world is in a, the world is in a tough spot. Okay. So what are we going to do about that? Um, well, it's really important what we do about that, but in order to make the right decisions, we have to understand something. So having a correct perspective is vital to evaluating a situation correctly. Once we've evaluated the situation, we can we can then make good decisions that give us the results we want. Now this works both ways. If we have an incorrect perspective, we evaluate the situation incorrectly. We make wrong or bad decisions and that gives us results that we don't want. So perspective leads to valuation evaluation to decision, decision to results. Now, do we want different results in this country, in our lives right now? I would like to see different results. So how do we get there? Well, we have to align ourselves with what God is doing, not what Satan's doing. And right now in the body of Christ, I have seen and been guilty of um, some fear, some complaining, some doubt, um, you know, things that indicate that my perspective is not always where it should be. Okay. Uh, I've had moments of, and really more, more moments than not of, you know, keep my eyes on God, keep, you know, turn your eyes keep them fixed on him. You know, I've been able to keep that in my mind a lot of the times, but there is times I feel like we're being bombarded with, you know, this perspective of fear basically. And so it's really strong in me, uh, today in the last few days to, um, talk about where, what our mouths are lining up with. Okay. The Bible says that there is power of life and death in the tongue, life or death. Okay. In the tongue, if there is that much power in the tongue, that is crazy. Okay. So every time we open our mouths, we're either speaking life or we're speaking death. That is a weighty concept for me. Um, but here's the thing. Satan knows that there's that much power in our tongue. So, well, the first thing is he's got us muzzled up. You ever, anybody notice that? He wants to say, stay silent. Okay. Put a muzzle over that thing. Do not speak truth. Do not speak God's will. Do not speak, uh, promises and definitely don't shout victory. Okay. Put a mask on it. Anyway, but we're not going to do that, right? Because we're God's chosen people. 
if we've chosen him, obviously. And, um, and we're supposed to shout every time there was a battle in the old Testament, you know, uh, shouts of victory were said sometimes before, after whatever, but, but regardless, okay, David, when he goes up against Goliath, he says, you will, uh, God will deliver you into my hands today. This is what David is declaring. So first of all, he understands God's will. Well, that was from spending time with God. He knew what God wanted. He knew who he was. He knew whose he was. He was God's. And while most of the chosen people at the time were quivering in their boots, like a lot of us are currently, he goes up there, one little guy, against this monster and says, not like, oh, I hope God delivers you. No, I think he might. Uh, it, it might be his will. No, he says, God will deliver you. Like, who in the world do you think you are, no matter how big, to try to pretend that you've got any kind of power compared to my God? Now, that is a childlike faith. I'm not sure most of us have on a on a daily basis, that kind of trust. You know, why we feel silly saying things out loud. Number one, Satan doesn't want us to because there's power in our words. So if we, for example, walk around our house uh, claiming Psalm 91 or, you know, victory in Jesus on any level, you know, we can feel kind of silly. Well, I think Satan does that to try to to keep us quiet. But the other problem is We don't necessarily believe what we would be saying. So, like, God is in control. God is going to pour out his, his presence, his blessings, his miracles. Um, we don't actually truly trust maybe that God actually does want good things and will spare his people. If we did, then why do we feel silly saying things like, um, like you will defeat our enemies. You will crush them under our feet. You will I mean, declaring those things that are all over in the scriptures that we're allowed to declare. um, Because if we do, they will be ours. If we're abiding in the vine and we can ask whatever we will and it will be given. I I think it's God's will that we um, move forward as a country, not backwards. That we stay um, friends with of Israel. Um, You know... (laughs) If we want good things to happen, we have to say that they're going to happen. Now, you might think, oh, that's in, in the name it and claim it kind of thing or whatever. You know when name it and claim it gets dangerous? Is when we're running around naming and claiming everything and refuse to take any action towards it. But the truth is, <laughs> we can ask whatever we will, just like David did. Okay, and another perfect example, Elijah. Elijah asked God literally to prove to the people that he is real by coming down and licking up this altar of fire. 
Now, the Bible does not indicate that Elijah took a ton of time. God, are you sure you really want me to build that altar? Are you sure you want me to put water on it? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? No. He just knew that he had to do something. He had to take action towards proving that God was real. Now, maybe God did say all that stuff to him. But God's saying a lot of stuff to us, too, that, you know, we kind of keep in our journal or, you know, in the back of our minds. And we don't we don't necessarily declare it out loud as true because we kind of want to wait and see. Okay. Dangerous. You know, not not a perspective that lends to the result that we want. Okay. You want to know some truth? Okay. In Psalm 25. You know, David's saying, God, don't me, don't put me to shame for trusting in you. Like, don't let me be disgraced because I trust in you. You know, we are not the ones that should be like, oh, I hope God does what he says he's going to do so that I am not put to shame. Because uh, in Romans ten eleven it says anyone who trusts in him will not be put to shame. So when we are put to shame, what's the problem? Probably a lack of trust. Okay? This is not easy stuff to hear because it's like, well, how can you just choose to trust? Well, here's the thing. We've got to get the right perspective. We've got to get in the word, see what the truth is. The truth is that anyone who trusts won't be put to shame. The truth is whatever we ask in his name will be given to us. If we knock and keep on knocking, we seek and keep on seeking. Uh, you know what I mean? All these things are true. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Those are true for us if we trust that they are true for us. And I'm telling you, there is power in unity. The more of us that are speaking these words out loud in our homes, in our communities, in our, our places of worship, when we're other, with other people, and, and stating those things, not in a religious way, but in a reality way. This is what is true. This is the God we serve. We don't serve a dead God. You know, Baal's, uh, Baal's prophets, they're shouting and yelling and screaming and crying and cutting themselves and all kinds of crazy stuff to try to get their God's attention. Well, we, we kind of act like that's what we got to do. <laughs> like beg and, and, and cry and hope and that our God will show up. Come on, people. <laughs> no way. We serve the God of Elijah. He came down in a second, like an explosion. And he licked up the dust and the water kind of, kind of action. This is our God. This is the perspective we need on what is going on right now. Not what Satan's up to and what the cabal's up to and what all these things. Now, we need to understand a little bit of what what is going on so we know what to pray against, uh, what to pray for, what to claim that is in opposition. But every time we open our mouth for what Satan's up to, especially saying they are going to do this or that, <laughs> that is putting power towards his plan. Is that what we want? I do not want that personally. I want power towards God's plan. Okay? <clears throat> as far as I know, there's a, a final harvest supposed to be coming in. If we're all going to die before... 
Come on. We're not all going to die before God gets his harvest. And besides that, if we're all going to die, then who's going to go up in the rapture? Okay, we're not all going to die. Let's, let's, uh, let's stop with the gloom and doom. And let's bring truth, God's truth. He's alive. We're forgiven. Okay? Heaven's gates are open wide to us. We, our God is alive. He is active. He is full of all power, all majesty, all knowing. The only way for us to know that is to get abiding in the vine, renewing our mind, okay? Making choices that aren't necessarily easy, easy, making priority on looking at who he is. Okay, so you need a starter. Here's some truth for you. Psalm 118, verse 6. Well, let's start in verse 5. So I've been... Okay, before I read, let me just say, I've been in some distress lately. I was asking God, you know, okay, how how far can this go? How much longer? You know, rescue us quick, God. You know, some distress, right? <clears throat> and then he leads me to awesome places when I go and seek. I love it. Okay, so Psalm 118, verse 5. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me. And guess what he did? He set me free. Okay, I don't know about y'all, but freedom is what I am am longing for on pretty much every level. All right, I'm craving some freedom. Freedom in our country, financial freedom, you know, freedom to love myself the way I'm supposed to and be in the ministry I'm supposed to and, you know, freedom. So he says, in distress, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me and set me free. Huh, so our God answers us. Okay, he cares. He goes on in verse 6. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. No fear. Because the Lord is for me. Okay, this is truth. The Lord is for me, so I won't have fear. What can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. He, he doesn't say he might help me. I hope he helps me soon. No, it says he will. This is declaration, okay? It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. People, military, you name it. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Do we got somebody that's going to, you know, pop out of the jack-in-box and, 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 and save us all? Take refuge in the Lord. Though hostile, verse 10, though hostile nations surrounded me, I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Elijah had authority of the Lord. David had authority of the Lord. We today have the authority of the Lord if we take it. If we understand who he is by seeking him out. And we choose to trust him completely that he is 100% legitimate in, in what he says that he'll do. So, for example, if you have a, a, a prophecy... That says, you know, it is not time for America to go down and you know that prophet to be true. Well, believe those words. But a lot of uh, America going down or not isn't going to have to do with 
what the body of Christ's perspective is, how we're evaluating the situation, and and uh, the results that we're getting based on our decisions out of that evaluation. Okay? God is asking us to make good decisions. He's asking us to trust that his word is true and live that way. Live like he is alive. Okay? So then, okay, here's another one. This is great. Psalm 20, verse 4. May he grant your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy when we hear of your victory. We will raise a banner in the name of our God. May the Lord answer answer all our prayers. This is the God we serve, guys. He's huge. It's amazing. <laughs> There's power in unity. There's power in words. Let's use both. Come together and get a perspective of victory and not of gloom. We don't need any more of that. No more going to Satan's plan. Thanks. Hi, guys. I just wanted to uh, add a couple things to yesterday's podcast. And first of all, I'd just like to say, you know, to all my listeners, thank you so much. I realize that some of you are not necessarily in America. There's uh, some out-of-country listeners, and I just appreciate you guys so much. And I'm for you. And when I'm referring to a country, it, it can be any country. Um, of course, I live here in America, but um, I believe that God is doing amazing things in a lot of different countries, many, many countries. And so I'm really excited to um, be what help I can. Um, but on that note, you know, to everybody in, in this country and, and around the world. But on that note, I just want to say with my message yesterday about getting our, our mouths in line with what God's doing and trusting him with childlike faith and everything, you know, there's a lot of messages out there about that kind of thing. And, um, I love to hear it. It's a good reminder. Um, telling you guys, hopefully it was a good reminder. Um, but I kind of wanted to break down with an example, like what that looks like in everyday life, because it, it is simply not easy. I mean, it is, it's easy to understand that we need to have childlike faith, but in the moments that, life or the devil or whatever throws things at us that, you know, is not fun and not good. It is hard to remember that this is the moment that I need to stand on God's word, declare his word and fight back with his word because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So I just wanted to tell you a little story about what happened to me just this week um, my husband and I are actually up against, um, uh, up against some, some circumstances that are very trying. And, um, we've had a dream of a certain thing for, for quite some time. And we've had multiple prophecies, um, confirming the dream and confirming that, uh, the time for it is, is very soon. And I know the scriptures about not getting weary and well-doing, but I'm just going to be really real with you guys. There are days when everything seems to be coming against us and, and it's simply not easy. And um, just in the last two or three weeks, we have had an incredible amount of setbacks. And 
you know, following God and his voice and the best we know how with the decisions we're making. And um, it's ended up, you know, looking kind of more and more grim as time passes. And so it's been in my heart to to share that stuff because I know that God is teaching it to me. But what I noticed too is like implementing it in the moment. So like just this morning, um, I got some, some more, um, bad news. (laughs) It wasn't good. And I had to remember what it is that I said to you guys. And I had to begin to say scriptures I know to be true out loud in the face of literally not feeling it one little bit okay I I could feel this this temptation between despair um and pushing forward like God actually reminded me to go ahead and do what I was talking about and and claim the scriptures and know he's my father and wants good things and you know, I teetered a little bit on the despair side for a second and then I pulled out of it and said, nope. Okay, God, your word is true. Um, I will wait. I will be strong if you never do another thing for me in my whole life. I'm yours. You know, I had to really, I had to really fight it. (laughs) And, you know, I would love to tell you that like everything is turned around at this point and everything, but circumstantially it hasn't yet but let me tell you what he put on my heart when I fought through with a lot of verbiage I mean it it was a good couple hours easily of continuing to fight when I did not feel it at all with songs I knew that were um that were God's truth um scriptures praying (laughs) I, I was it was a war And what he put on my heart is that sometimes the reasons that the answers don't come is because it's more important to him that I learn how to fight like that than it is that my circumstances are all lining up the way I think they should. It's more important to him that I become the warrior that he created me to be. And so I need to to step in line with that and realize that <clears throat> uh, no matter how many people have held a grudge against God, it's never actually helped them get anywhere. And so I want to move forward with him just again, trusting when I do not see it. I don't see how it's possible. Um... But I know that I'm going to be able to get on here and tell you guys a testimony of how he's come through for us. And I am so excited about that day. And I'm so grateful that he already has things underway and working in that direction. And um, in the meantime, I am learning how to fight. And I'm learning how to be strong and, and speak truth. No matter what it looks like around me, keep my eyes fixed. And so I hope you join me in that. I I hope that example helps you to kind of bring it home, like what it looks like in everyday life. For me, we're all just people, right? For you, for our pastors, for the next guy over, it's, it's not easy. 
but this is what he's calling us to rise up to. So I hope you join me in fighting off um, feelings of despair when things don't go our way or when things look grim and just speaking truth because I'm right there with you and God will honor it and we can share our testimonies soon together, hopefully. I just wanted to put that out there and again, appreciate you guys listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks.